game went on, that Ottawa looked like the team that just was fresher and younger and faster, and they just started to kind of take control of the game. You look at the high danger chances for as this sucker went on. Started off with the Leafs absolutely dominating it and finished with that third period where Ottawa had like 85% of them and didn't really feel quite like that down the stretch. Toronto's big guns kind of came out a little bit, but man, um, I don't want to say that was lucky to get a win, but yeah, Justin Hall scores a game winner for you in overtime or in regulation. I think you were lucky at least that it didn't end up in OT. Yeah, it's nice to see Justin Hall too, who has been taking an absolute beating behind the barn here for four days. Oh, no, not even just recently, like no, after I, Montreal. Like yeah. It's just, it's just nice for him to see, you know, see one go in like that. Give and go goes to the net and an absolute chopper just sticks his stick in an area. And it goes past Forsberg, who I thought had a pretty good night up until that point. He was kind of deep in his net on that goal. But uh, yeah, you like to stack up these kind of wins early in the season when nobody is really set defensively. Like my biggest takeaway from this game uh, would probably be the fact that everyone was so excited about the Ottawa Senators this offseason. And I look at that decor and I am left big time wanting, my friend. I, I don't know how they're going to get through 82 games and win more than they lose with that core of defense because, man, there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of great players in the Leafs. I, I don't know how they're going to get through the year with those guys. I was actually pretty impressed by Ottawa's four lines. You mentioned Forsberg. He was nice. Yeah. Like he was calm in the net. He was big in the net. And it was hard not to think about last year at the deadline when there were those rumors that he might be available and that mm-hmm. Toronto was potentially interested in him and that he was a guy that was in the mix in terms of someone that could get dealt and going, man, uh, be nice to have him as the goal you got from Ottawa over the guy who got <laughs> hurt at a skate in the morning. <laughs> we're going to talk about Matt Murray in a sec. Obviously, everybody who's watching this has heard that he's injured. He's out for at least a month. But I, I want to touch on the Battle of Alberta thing. Or sorry, the Battle of Ontario thing for a second. Mm-hmm. Battle of Alberta now just getting going. Can't wait to go yeah. watch that when this is done. Ottawa, we need more time to learn their players and to really hate their players. Like, mm-hmm. it really... This will happen, I think, throughout the year. You can see a little bit of bite to this game, right? There are a few scrums in front of the net. Brady Kachuk is just a always villainous kind of guy that is Kids a bull. Yeah, he's just a bull who just easy for an opposing fan base to dislike. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was just it got chippy at times, and there is a little bit of like I don't think any Leaf fan cares that Zaitsev is on the other side. I don't <laughs> think that any Senators fan would have really cared if Matt Murray was in net. Maybe if he was brilliant, right? But even then, what sense fan had the take of, we should keep Matt Murray? No, they like, all, no. they they drove yeah. him to the airport. Right. And it's not like Leaf fans ever thought DJ Smith was going to be the successor as the head coach. Mm-hmm. So there's none of the Connor Brown's gone from there. There's none of that. But I did see the jerseys tonight, the sweaters, and went, this looks good. This looks good for the first time. And it feels like Ottawa's finally out of that like full rebuild phase that they were in for a really long time where... It was a lose-lose. You beat them, and it was basically, well, yeah, you're supposed to beat them. And you lose to them, and it was a disaster. Tonight actually felt like a good game between two teams that are pretty competent. Just Ottawa's where Toronto was a couple of years ago, where they built up the forward group, and they hadn't done the decor yet. It's the missing piece of their franchise. So I think as the year goes on, Ottawa's going to get a little bit stronger. Maybe the expectations are going to get build for their fan base. They're going to need those wins. Like, I was thinking you're a sense fan you're pissed tonight you opened up with a loss to the sabers and then you had a point that was right there on the table at least with the leafs and you blew it this is a team that's trying to make the playoffs so i think from their standpoint if you're a senators fan tonight probably mattered a little bit more and you cared about the battle of ontario a little bit more 
I think for a Leafs fan, it's going to take until, you know, closer to the midway mark, maybe three, four games into this, like, rivalry, uh, being yeah. air quotes for people in SN now, for you to actually start to feel like these two teams are, you know, rivals again. I like all that said there, and you mentioned Brady Kachuk, and, like, I want to hate Brady Kachuk as a Leaf fan and a Leaf you know, observer. The kid, I just love the kid. He's just a – that point – being there yeah. for his brother, just oh yeah, in the how many beers yeah. he have in his back pockets, and like that play tonight, like in the first period, I think it was, where he literally had no idea where the the puck was, and he just went bowling to the front of the net and was just swinging his stick wildly and like kicking his arms out and just shoving everybody, shoving the goalie. Like he is one of those guys that you would kill to have on your team, and it doesn't bug oh. me. If there's a guy that I'm picking out on their team that does bug me, it's little Timmy Stutzla. He is a little diver, diver just diver. flying around out there. Diver. Hot, classic hot shot. You know, yeah. just that guy that you can't stand. Where's his visor, stupid? Where's his visor like Leo Komarov wore it in that game in Winnipeg when they called him for the two-minute penalty? He wears it like up like that. I can't stand Stutzla. If there's one guy in that team that I'm picking out that is going to really ignite my hatred for the Sens again, it's little Timmy Diving Stutzla. I can't stand that kid. Oh, it's so funny, though. You are such a style guy with hockey. Oh, I, I love, I, it matters. I know. And that's why I, I think more than anything, you don't like Stutzla's style. <laughs> well, he's got, I mean, he's got nice skates guy. He wears his socks yeah. fine. I just, he looks, he's a little hot shot out there. He's wearing number 18. Yeah, he's just your classic means. little hot shot. Not a fan, All right. not a fan. See, that's, but that's what it takes. This is what it takes to build a rivalry is you need one, uh, big moments, but two, yeah. you need familiarity. But and big moments. I'm saying it. A big moment, like I will say, going into this game today, bud, I was much, like I was more had more anticipation for a Leafs Sens game than I've had in what seven, eight years. Like I, the last time I really cared, I guess the last time I really cared about one of these games was when Austin Matthews was making his debut in 2016. That's pretty much the last time I cared about one of these games. So I would say that their offseason acquisitions, they're sort of a little bit more relevant now, like we were talking about. I was more excited for this game than I've been for a least sense game in a really long time. So from that perspective, it's good, but I still don't think they're good enough on the back end to compete in this division. Yeah. Uh, Be close. I, need to see more, I need to see more time with it again. Yeah. They're, they're going to get Cam Talbot back. Um, I, I think Ottawa's plucky enough that they'll be around it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's fair. Like, yeah. They'll, they'll be around it. And I saw Pierre Dorian the other day on, on Matthew Barnaby's podcast. And this is mm. kind of what he was saying. He's like, Hey, listen, we're not going to project playoffs, but we think we're going to be in it all year. And if I'm a sense fan, it's like, yeah, that's that, a breath that, of fresh air. That's what I want. That's what yeah. I want. Hey, we're taking that step. We're taking that leap again. I think that where they are is basically in the development track of where Toronto ended up being with all those guys. I think it's room. a good comparison like, where it just, everything was kind of gravy. The only mm. thing is, is that what sucks for a sense fan, I think a little bit is the offseason was so sexy that it brought expectations up almost like a little bit too much. No doubt. No right? doubt it did. 100%. Yeah. And now to start 0-2 is such a kick in the you-know-what. Like, that's that what kills. I'm that's what I'm saying. Now it hurts. Yeah. Now you're going and, and thinking, boy, we, we kind of need a win. And especially the Sabres opening night. And yeah. then you lose to the rival Leafs. Um, I don't know. I just... It, it, the summer of Pierre is officially over. It's it's the uh, the fall of Senators. Right? Yeah. Uh, summer of Pierre is done. So all right. So yeah, I I don't think that the rivalry is quite there yet. Uh, no. I don't want to force it. I would no. love 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 the Leafs to finish first in the division this year, and for Ottawa to sneak in somehow and end up getting uh, a matchup with them. One because I think the Leafs would beat them. 
or uh, or or the other flip side of that is that they beat the Leafs, and it's just an absolute nightmare scenario where the Leafs loot. Then, like, we, we, like I said on the Kipper and Borne, yeah. I was like, I'm, there's no Boston, pressure. Tampa, yeah, Ottawa and Montreal yeah. just do like that circle well, of hell. I said on Kipper and Borne, I'm like, honestly, I don't, I feel less pressure this year with the Leafs because it's like, how else can they hurt me? And it's like, that's that's, that's it right there. They lose the plucky sends in the first round of the playoffs. That's it right there. Sends in the first year, summer of Pierre. Oh, no, we can't. Let's not even talk about that. Let's move on. Pierre? Okay. So uh, the only other thing I kind of want to talk about was uh, I thought that the fourth line being on the ice for that goal against was like yeah, fire drill in their own, in their own crease. Yeah. So camp scores, but it was a really mm-hmm. nice pass by uh, Jake Muzzin, right? Mm-hmm. Muzzin puts it off his tape. He deflects it. He puts it in the net. Just, it's, uh, you got to give it time, but so far outside of camp taking, you know, doing David camp things, which is, Hey, he's just around plays big, long, strong. Um, I, the two guys on his wings have just not really popped for me. And Kubel continues to be a guy where I, I keep looking at him going, I, I don't understand how you were a target for a million dollars. And I know that it's only this stupid franchise that is $4 in their salary cap space where people care about stuff like this. But I guess my only sort of negatives from the game were, one, I just thought that, again, the Leafs got a little flat as the game went on. They started mm-hmm. to, like, peter out a bit. Sens got uh, harder. Two, I just thought that the fourth line, outside of the camp goal, obviously huge play in the game, but just a little bit of just not really sure what it is they're supposed to do or those two guys that they brought in here. Like, Reese has made more of a impact to me. Kubel, yeah. for me, is just, I, I, I don't see what it is yet through three games to me he just kind of is busy out there he looks like he's flying around he's running into guys he's falling down a lot like he's a lot and going back to my hot shot he's wearing a hot shot number like 96 like boy you're playing on the fourth line we're at number 96 god that is (laughs) hot shot number number. it It really is out left and right no i just i'm not a big fan of wearing 96 playing on the fourth line but like i understand zach aston reese's game a little bit more i would say than straight line Straight line, hard nose, gets into the corner, will run some guy over, you know, he'll be in the offensive zone, get defensive zone draws, get off the ice kind of thing. Like, I, I understand his game more, but for Kubel, I know it doesn't, like, it's so stupid to talk about 250, like, K, but when the Leafs are so close to the cap, like you mentioned, I don't know what it is that he does that granted him uh, to be, make more than any other sort of, you know, just why, they got him early. Wasn't he, like, the yeah. first day? Like it's but very weird. Why to he was me. a target? Just why just, he was a target? Yeah, agreed. It's like, so, it, you know what I think it was? I'm starting to think is that just because he was on Colorado and everyone's been saying they need guys who won, they went and got the only you guy. You cannot they discount that won. at all. You cannot yeah. discount that at all. Like that's actually fair, and it could have been that. Like they're like, oh, we got the guy who dropped the cup and dented it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It was him, he right? Left- <laughs> That's what they meant by he left his mark on Colorado. Yeah, he literally <laughs> like dropped the cup. Yeah. the cup. Yeah, so uh, Samsonov I thought was really good in this game. Um, mm-hmm. His best save of the night was that weird poke check play where, mm-hmm. uh, who was it for Ottawa that poked up? That... I'm not sure. It was TJ Brody that was carrying the puck, yeah, but Brody I don't know who. carrying yeah. it. The puck gets poked. He makes kind of a desperate save. Again, I didn't think the second goal was at all his fault. The first one's a power play goal. That's just a snipe. There's nothing that you view as the bad goal. And that's all I've been thinking about today with the Matt Murray thing, right? Is Leafs don't need amazing goaltending. They just need good goaltending. Like they just need somebody to be competent back there and not break their backs. And if you look back at last season, it's weird because everyone remembers Jack Campbell's hot streak. And a lot of people felt bad when Jack left because of obviously his replacements were going to be subpar. 
or mm. lesser than kind of what he was at the time. But Leafs got horrific goaltending last year, like oh, truly bottom right. of the barrel. Four goaltending. months, they were the worst. They had the worst yeah. goaltending in the league. Yeah. So it just for them to see that from Samsonov, I thought was important, especially on a day where Murray goes down. Because if he goes in the net and he lays an egg, you're like, what are we talking about right now? Murray's oh out. We're panic mode. Yeah. Oh, Kyle Dubas should go down and give Samsonov a little back massage. After <laughs> oh, yeah. Just give him a couple of shoulder rubs. Take him out to the barbarians tonight after yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. What do you want to eat, big fella? Because it's on me. My treat tonight. Okay, so, yeah, Matt Murray, he's out for four weeks. He's out for 10 games. Was it 24 days minimum? He's at skate, and he pulls his abductor. <laughs> it's not very good, especially when the coach who just had him they go to him pregame. Do you see DJ Smith? Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's just hurt the whole time. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, he's, I don't know, he's hurt. I never saw him play. He's hurt. <laughs> it reminds me of Colby Armstrong's story, you know, the check the game notes. Yeah, check the game notes. The, ga- the check yeah, the game notes. Yeah. It's like, that's all I could think of when Matt Murray was limping off the ice. No one wants to see him hurt, right? No. Everybody wants, every, every Leaf fan is rooting for this guy to ha- find success. But for him to get hurt, <laughs> one game into the season. Like, all you can do is laugh. All you it's, can do is laugh. It's There's nothing else you can do. You can't even be mad. I'm not mad. Like, I, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed in the fact that you thought you could depend on this. Like, oh. you're taking... It's it's a gamble. It's a gamble. And, like, everyone's like, oh, it's a gamble. This offseason, it's a gamble. You're betting on Murray. It was a horrific gamble. You know, yeah. like, it was like you betting live on on uh, Alabama today, Moneyline, when they were down. That's like, that was that's not what it was. a bad gamble. That was a good gamble. <laughs> All right. Hit a field goal. Make your field goals. Uh, Bryce Young's a stud. Anyways, uh, I just, I, it was obviously an awful gamble and it's clearly already to the position where like, I know we talked about this earlier, but we can talk about it now. It's into the pivot zone. Now it's into the situation where you got to start looking elsewhere because this is not something you can depend on. Like what's, I don't know, but like you have to be have your ears and to the ground. You have to have your phone on, sending off some texts to figure out something else because this is not something you can depend on. And you can't like we love what we've seen from Sansonov through two games. He's been good enough, but you can't have it be Shulgren and Samsonov. Like well, dude, who's when to it was say Freddie Anderson playing well, people needed a backup. And yes. he was an all-star. And I don't know if Samsonov is supposed to be an all-star. To me, it's just like Leafs were 29th last year in five-on-five save percentage. Yes. Um, and now they have a guy who had a sub-900 save starting and Eric Schalgren, who I don't even know if he could have played tonight. He got the call-up, but did you see him in the Marlies? The night? Trucked. Eviscerated. Trucked. <laughs> he ended up in the corner. <laughs> yeah, he was destroyed. He just got... I. I, I thought, honestly, uh, if he had to play in that game, I thought it was going to be a Tua situation where they oh, were yeah. like, where were the doctors on yeah. this? The NHL and was going to have bad. the concussion. Like, last year, he had like an 880. Like, yeah, he had some good moments, but like his numbers at the end of the year were bad. He's Eric Schalgren. I thought yes. that the guy that was going to get called up today was something named Dylan Ferguson, who, mm. uh, old Dilly boy, I'd never heard Bill of Pickle. him. Like, Never heard of the Dilbod. Like, I just, <laughs> I have not heard of this guy. And he was basically a breath away from being in the net tonight, which crazy. is, yeah, nuts. And so, yeah, I, it's too early in the year, obviously, to make a trade. They're not going to do it. But, yeah, talking to Bourne last week before the season started, and he's on the show, and he's saying his big prediction is that these aren't going to be the two goalies after the deadline. And In retrospect, was, not that hot of a take. Like when he's, when he first said it, I was like, oh, that's kind of yeah. that's kind of a zag. Nice, <laughs> first practice, yeah. he's like, oh, my groin. 
No, they need another guy, man. Yeah. They're going to need another guy because yeah. you just you won't be able to rely on the hurt dude. No. Yeah, it's like, so Matt Murray's things coming to Toronto was, hey, he gets beat like a rented mule glove side. Can't catch, and he gets always hurt. hurt. <laughs> he's also in the first game, he lets in three goals glove side and then pulls his groin out practice. Oh. Anyway, they're going to have to get through this with Shalgren because, yeah, it's a month. I don't know how many, I should have looked at this before we jumped on but the show. Even but even after a month, Bunk, even yeah. after a month, like, you have to have another option outside of Shalgren. Like you need to, you're not going to get a, like a starter NHL starter. I understand that, but you need to get like a borderline AHL NHL type guy that you can yeah, at least Michael Hutchinson doing. He's destined. Oh boy. Hutch, he, Hutch, he, bring he, back Hutch. He's ready. He's Hutch's ears are burning. Where is he? Hutch shot out of bed when that groin popped. <laughs> He just started putting on his pants. His wife was like, where are you going, Michael? And he's like, you know where I'm going. He's like, I'm going to MasterCard Center or Ford Performance Center, whatever it's called. Yeah, you know where I'm going, baby. Uh, we'll see you in a couple months. Uh, please take care of the kids. Anyway, yeah, uh, it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. Yeah. Right? The only thing is, is that this is my only spin of this entire situation. Leafs got that 29th five-on-five save percentage, like I mentioned last year, still had record high in yeah. points. And so it's hard for me to say, hey, you can't get through a month with a Samsonov and Shogren. You'll be fine. It's not mm-hmm. like they're going to fall out of a playoff spot. You saw it tonight with Ottawa. For the most part, Ottawa did get some high danger chances. Samsonov made a couple of good saves. But for the most part, I just I don't think they're going to ask the goalies to do what they used to. The blue line is quality. Um, again, nice night for Justin Hall. Just nice night for I thought. I'm just, yeah. Well, Both those guys look good. If I want, if I'm going to highlight something through three games on the back end, if uh, we haven't mentioned it yet in our two shows we did, but Giordano obviously has lost a big time step. Like there's no debate. He's getting older, but I have to say, I do trust him back there. He's got that sort of old guy savvy that like he slows it down. He's always banging his stick for a pass. He's always like a sort of, you know, a willing option out there. He shoots the puck. He gets the puck in deep. He doesn't do dumb stuff like as a bottom pair guy at 800k he's a real asset to the least like i know he's slow he still gets beat sometimes but like i really like what i've seen with him and i think it's a really good thing for sandine to be playing with him learning to play from a guy like that like i was worried about him in terms of his feet in terms of him slowing down it's something that i you look at him and you look at defensemen. you look at the speed of the game these days but i really like what i've seen from him through three games he's really capable back there solid veteran savvy love to see it funneled that puck to the front of the net for matthews to tip yep yep night too which is just you know he's not he's not going to be the did he score 20 one year he scored i think when he won the norris which was like shockingly not that long ago in 2019 i think he scored 17 or 18 goals i want to say he's he's around the number yeah yeah he's not he's not that same offensive defenseman right but the instincts are there yeah but you trust him to run the point too yeah right 100 percent. this was something that versteeg was advocating for last year when they got him was, Hey, give him a look on the power play. Cause he can still run one and he'll just know what to do. And he get, he gets the puck to the net. Like he's able to do it. So yeah, I, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with Mark Giordano in game three. The bigger question with him is always going to be, what are you going to get the road. down the road? You know, 100%. What, what are you going to get at the yeah. end of the season? Yeah. Remember, which is fair. Well, remember and when he got Simpson caved left. in in the first round of the playoffs too last year with yeah. when they, when the Lilligren, remember they did the first game and they had to sit Lilligren yeah. and it was a whole thing. So I just remember, like what I've seen. He's a good regular season player, no doubt to have a guy that you can mix in and out. And now with, with Matt Murray's money going on LTIR, 
I guess, what's that, four or something, that you probably have the ability now to carry more guys. So they'll probably bring up Mete. They'll probably bring up somebody else where you can mix guys in and out and have a little bit more competition. But, yeah, he's a good guy at the bottom of the lineup for for the regular season, at least. Yeah, it's, can't say I want to see any Mete. Well, you're probably going to. Like, yeah. they're going to call him up, right? Well, now yeah, that you have the, the cap space. I still think Ben is going to have a – like, Ben's going to do something for this team. If you think about their history – three track, weeks? Yeah, but if you just think about their track record with the bottom pairing and them last year going out and getting the big Russian bear, mm-hmm. they like having that kind of presence. They like a butcher. Like, yeah, they like Bogosian. a butcher. And I, yeah, they, they like a butcher just as much as anybody. That wasn't just a Lou thing. I think that he'll be on this team at some point. Anyway, I like Gio. Um, I just, again, uh, it's a lot of the same notes as the Wayne Simmons thing where it was, hey, this is a Toronto guy who's going to be here on the cheap. Um, who's going to bring a veteran presence and he's going to bring something. And then Wayne Simmons showed up last year. Remember, he was in the shape of his life and he changed his offseason routine. He really wanted to play. And then throughout the course of the season, you just saw a guy go from being valuable piece early on to a guy that just like couldn't skate with the team anymore. We, at the might, end. we might actually see him again, though, now that they have cap space. He might actually bring him up. Why? Uh, they may. Like they have the cap space. I don't understand, like, you know, why they wouldn't if they have the ability to do it. They have $4 million on the cap now. You don't want to have options at the bottom of your lineup, mix guys in and out. There's, there's no internal competition right now. I, I think that there's a lot of guys that are ahead of them now. Um, I think about just some of the guys in the Marlies, like Holmberg. They'd probably rather give a crack to. Godet. Godet, yeah. No, I just, uh, man, listen, everybody likes Wayne Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody wanted him here forever. Um, but I just I just think the Wayne Simmons era is done. And same with, like, yeah, Kyle Clifford, like, is down the Marlies, too. I just, I don't. I don't yeah, he's going to be the Marlies captain soon, I think. I don't think that those guys are getting a crack. Anything else from tonight? Um, not really. Just like Tavares again. I'm just happy about Tavares. It's yeah, just nice cool. to see him pop in. Willie with a nice goal. That power play goal, man. He's he's top 1% on planet Earth snapping it from that spot. Like the way he shoots it from that spot, it's beautiful. So I liked him. Liked Tavares again. And I'm just happy to beat the Sens. I didn't want to lose to the Summer of Pierre. I wanted to get that win out of the way. They don't play him again until January. I don't even want to think about that. It's like, that's so far away. I know. I know. It's crazy. Speaking of like Mark Giordano lasting, how do you think we're going to be in January? Uh, after this West Coast road trip, we may be done. We might not make it to January, okay, pal. Show. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I roll out of bed. I roll out of the bed. You know the rule that I'm going to be on that, show, that <laughs> oh, yeah. Friday show, the Thursday show? Uh, I roll out of bed hey, at the crack at 9 cool p.m. Turn in for cool <laughs> talk. Uh, you know what that show is going to be? A lot of you going, sorry, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, I do the show from home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was doing. All right, this is Lead Talk. I'm J.D. Bunkus. He's Sammy Key. Again, we'll get you every single uh, Leafs post game. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them, iTunes, Spotify, do all those things. And we'll be back up on YouTube on Monday. 